The worst enemy of creativity is self-doubt. Sylvia Plath. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 51. I'm Caitlin, your host. Today, we are going to talk about five ways to instill confidence in your writing. I'm going to take a break this week from giving more concrete, um, driven advice about plot, voice, character development, that sort of thing. I'm going to take a break from book reviews and give a more motivational episode. I find it really necessary in my own writing journey to stay motivated, to stay grounded, because when, I, when my head is in a good place, then my writing is in a good place. And it really seems like the editing process can really make you doubt yourself, question your work, your ability. When you do that, you have a tendency to spiral and things are just not good. So hopefully this episode will help you get in a good mindset and really help you work through your draft or wherever you are in the writing process. Writing is such a vulnerable experience. You know, you're risking everything by putting out these works that are truer than life. You are sharing your innermost feelings, values, and observations about the world. And that can be really, really intimidating. You're creating people out of specters. You're creating buildings out of your imagination. And that seems kind of crazy when you think about it. So naturally, you can doubt yourself. These are five ways that you can ease your doubt and instill confidence in your writing. Number one, eliminate comparisons. This is so easy to do in so many different facets of life. I can think about my YouTube channel, for example, I started my YouTube channel about two years ago, and sometimes I see other people who started their channel around the same time as me, or even later than me, and I see how much growth their channel has had. And I kind of begin to question why my channel hasn't had that much growth. Is it because my ideas are not unique enough? Is it because I sometimes can come across as being too introverted in my videos? Is it because I haven't always been the most consistent, or my editing isn't the sharpest? Maybe it is a culmination of those things, or maybe it is just pure luck. Maybe it's the market conditions. The market is not stagnant, and it's very possible that right now people are watching a lot more YouTube because we're living more homebound lives than we did two years ago. So there's all these different factors, so it doesn't even make sense for me to compare myself to other channels. And the same goes for your writing. I don't know many writers in real life. I know far more people that are trying to break into the social media platform, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, and it can be easy to compare myself to those people. But like I said, I really, I don't know that many writers in real life. I know a couple from a writing group that I was in before the pandemic. Um, And I would say I know some people from like writing Twitter just because I followed them for so long. But none of my like immediate family or friends or even like work acquaintances are writers. With that being said, it's still very easy to compare yourself to other works that are out there, which can be very dangerous. If you're comparing yourself to a best-selling author that maybe has 20 years of experience in the field, top-notch editing services, um, and a whole team behind their work, that's just, it's not a fair comparison. You have no idea how their book actually started out. You have no idea how they wrote when they were 25 years old. A lot can change over time. So comparisons are just not fair. 
They're not an objective measure of success. You can compare two pictures and people will see totally different things. Some people will love the one picture, some people will hate it, and that's okay. The point being is comparisons do not serve you well. Keep your head down, keep your eyes in your own lane, and stay focused on your work. And don't think about what everybody else is doing. Number two, create your best work. If you are giving your all to a project, if you are editing it, if you are seeing it from start to finish, if you are putting in the effort, if you're listening to writing podcasts and reading writing blogs and attending seminars from SavvyAuthors.com, then you know you are learning, you're giving your all, and you should be proud of that. You know this is all you can give to a piece of work, then you should be satisfied with that inside of you. It's the same thing with any goal in your life you know if you are exercising regularly if you're eating healthy but maybe you're not at a quote-unquote goal weight you shouldn't get down on yourself maybe that's just the way it's supposed to be maybe that's just a part of your journey and if you know you're giving your best effort and putting your best work out there then you should be confident in your writing i think number three kind of goes along with number two and that is to reduce perfectionistic tendencies Now, I'm not saying to completely eliminate this perfectionistic mindset because I think most of us as writers are perfectionists. We have a tendency to get in our heads a lot and really obsess over the intricate details. And that's what makes us good writers. That's what elevates a piece from just telling the story to showing it. So some perfectionism can be good if you have that ruthless eye for detail in the editing phase that can be really handy. If you are a plotter and you really think your stories through before you ever start writing them, that can also be handy. So I'm not saying to completely eliminate those aspects of your writing or maybe even your personality. That would probably be impossible for you. But I'm saying to reduce them because it's so easy to spiral, to stay in your head, to never put a piece out there because you think it can just get better and better and better. But that's really not how you grow as a writer. I've often regretted publishing my novel The Sweep because I know it wasn't ready. I know like I'm so much of a better writer now at 26 than I was at 24 and I've learned so much since then but at the same time when I was writing that story I knew that was all I could give to it. I was just obsessively focused on that story for months at a time and the story like weirdly ties into the pandemic and Obviously, publishing something in November of 2019 is quite before the pandemic actually came, at least to the United States. So in my opinion, it was meant to be put out there. But I look back on my work and I'm like, that's so cringy. I could have really executed that better. I can't believe the minor characters didn't have arcs. Why didn't I get a professional cover design? You know, the list goes on. But you're meant to be where you're meant to be. And you're never going to get anywhere if you're just a perfectionist about every little bit of your work. You have to get your work out there. You have to get it exposed. Um, Honestly, so many things that I learned from that novel were from other people and getting it out there beyond just, you know, writer critique circles. Just getting it out there into the real world is really how you're going to learn the best. So don't be a perfectionist. Go for it. Number four. Be proud of your work. Not everyone is going to get it and that's okay. In fact, I would advise you actually not to share your work with family and friends. When I was writing this sweep, 
I shared that with a couple of my friends and they were very supportive. And I even had some of my friends read my blurb. I was like, what do you think of this? And it was really helpful hearing their feedback. They were my friends that were more creatively inclined, not really authors, but people that are on the creative side of things. And it was helpful hearing their feedback. But I probably wouldn't do it again. I would probably go to a beta or someone in a writer's group or pay for editing services and get feedback that way just because that line with family and friends can be really fragile and it can really hurt when someone you love and know doesn't get your work but that's okay i mean my boyfriend is a physician and i don't understand half of the things he does so it's not my job to like critique his research or look at it even though like i am i would say a very strong writer but I don't understand the technicalities, the ins and outs of rheumatology. So why would I expect him or anyone else to read my sci-fi works, to read my chiclet works and get it? You know, we put less emphasis on the emotional value of things, but some people are much more inclined to understand emotions, to understand symbolism and imagery that comes through in a work that other people quite simply are not. So don't downgrade your work by thinking like anyone can interpret it or anyone can give you good feedback because that's not the case. And I find when you sort of open yourself up to that criticism, you can second guess yourself, doubt yourself, and not be proud of your work. So don't look for approval from family and friends. Find that approval from within and know that you did a good job on your work and be proud of it. Own your work. This is something I really need to work on because a lot of times I will put so much effort into my work, but I'm not someone that's like owning it and flaunting it and like putting it on display for everyone to see. So I really need to work on this step of just being proud of my work and taking ownership of it. And number five, writing is a journey. Each step, whether forward or backward, is one step closer to the end goal. And that's the whole metaphor of the Turn Right podcast. This whole thing is a journey just like life. You're never going to have it all figured out at one point in time. It's never going to be perfect. Um, So as long as you're making substantial progress on your journey, you should be proud of that. You should recognize, like I said, the market is not stagnant. Sometimes certain genres perform better. Sometimes more agents are accepting manuscripts. And you just got to play the long game, just like the stock market, you know, it can crash one day, it can be in the green the next day. And there are just so many different environmental factors that goes into it. And likewise with writing, you know, there's the appetite for books. Like, I think the appetite for books has increased so much with the pandemic. And that's something people didn't really see coming. I think for a long time, it was books are declining, books are declining so much, everyone just wants video games and movies and TikTok and all of these like fast-paced, instant, small, bite-sized videos and just, you know, like lots of action and why would someone want to read a book when they can watch a YouTube video or watch a TikTok? But I think, you know, with the pandemic, with having more time on our hands, that has forced us all to turn inward more and that has strengthen the market for books so what i'm saying is anything can happen if you're playing the long game anything can happen in just a few years so continue on with your journey 
maybe this book isn't going to be your bestseller, but maybe the next one is. You don't know until you try. I think it can be discouraging because I see the book that I'm writing now and I'm like, it's so much better than The Sweep and I'm so much more proud of it. But then I also see its flaws. I don't know if someone's going to really pick this up. It just seems so far-fetched to me, even though this is really strong writing. And I know it's a lot stronger than my first novel. And I'm just, I know I'm on the right track, but am I there yet? But that's okay. Maybe I'm not there yet with this book. Maybe it's going to take another book. Maybe another one after that. Maybe another one after that. I don't know. But the point is, I love being creative. I love living a creative lifestyle. I love writing. It brings so much excitement and joy to my life. I don't know what I would do at night. I really am not interested in TV. TV doesn't hold my interest. I love to be productive and produce something and go to sleep knowing that I did that. Even if it's not a bestseller, even if it's not going to make me any money, um, continue to try and see what happens. If you love it, you should stay on this journey and see where it takes you. So that's my little spiel on five ways to be more confident and be prouder of your writing. Let me know if you have any tips and tricks by writing a comment to this podcast or telling us on TurnRightPod on Twitter. Again, if you want to be featured on one of these episodes as an indie author, just comment on the pinned tweet and we will give your book a shout out. I hope all of you are doing well and have a great week. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I'll talk to you on our next road trip.